Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. I hope you're well. Just a quick intro for this one. Um... We were lucky enough to talk to a proper star for this episode of Hip Hop Saved My Life uh, in Rafe Spall. Uh, and the reason this came about is that I was doing something about movies for Sky and I turned up for the run-through. Why I had to give the name of the channel, I don't know. I turned up for the run-through uh, and uh, I was wearing a Cassis Dead t-shirt and it turns out Rafe Spall not only is a massive fan of Cassis Dead and mates with him, but also just a huge, huge hip-hop nerd. And so we descended into a, I say descended, we elevated into a, a chat about hip-hop, so much so that honestly they had to stop us getting distracted to do the run-through. We're getting, honestly, we're getting so into the minutiae of various hip-hop uh, aspects. It was crazy. Um, anyway, I knew that I had to get him on the podcast. Uh, Rupert was away working on uh, his movie that's coming out soon, I believe. And, um, yeah, so we did it without him. And... Um, well, it's, it's a compliment to Rupert, I guess, that I'm having to do this intro because I sorted it all out. The, the, we did recorded it remotely. I sorted out all of the technical aspects. And it fucked up, certainly for the first 20 minutes. The sound quality shit. So I'm doing this intro to, to both apologise to you, the listener, for the sound quality on the first section of this, and also apologise to Rupert for underestimating his contribution to the podcast for all these years. Uh, anyway... Uh, it's a proper nerdy chat. I think you'll enjoy it. Hip Hop Saved My Life with Rafe Spall. Enjoy. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. And this is a, a real treat. Uh, on the on the podcast because we have got a proper bona fide top notch A list actor on who I didn't realise until I worked with him maybe like a couple of weeks ago that he was like a proper proper hip hop head and so as soon as we started chatting within about forty five seconds I knew that I wanted him on the podcast just based on <laughs> he's like a proper nerd so we're delighted to have him on here big up. For the legend that is Rafe Spall. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm equally delighted. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of um, been wondering why it's taken this long, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, uh, but I didn't... I've got to be honest with you, because we, we did a show together a couple of weeks ago, mm. and I hadn't known that you were a hip-hop fan. Is that negligent on my part? Is that, no, is that it isn't. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not in any sort of social media or anything. I, you know, I don't really... Um, talk about it i don't get asked about it much yeah you know is it something that uh you're not embarrassed about it though are you i'm certainly not embarrassed about it no it's it's absolutely it was my musical founding as it were it is the base on which my entire musical um taste sits you know what i mean yeah yeah and and and, uh are you one of these people that because my my thing with hip-hop is i started off listening to hip-hop and just hip-hop 
and yeah. then I wouldn't listen to anything apart from like stuff that was from a certain borough of New York for like yeah. you know proper like proper like narrow minded. And then gradually, as I got older, I thought you can't just listen to hip hop nonstop. But but I do listen to it more than anything else. What's your kind of relationship with it? Do you listen to that only, or what's what's your deal? I, I think no, I don't listen to it only. Um, yeah. As I say, it, it, it is the foundation on which everything else is based. And um, if you were to ask me, like, what what sort of music do you like? Hip hop would be the first one that I would I would say for definite. Yeah. Um, but. Um, in terms of specificity of hip hop, like I was for many years, like a real hip hop snob, right? And I think that that that's fallen away yeah. with, with with being not a um, what's the phrase a cunt. Um, so, <laughs> um, and that and that that comes with age. You get less and less of a cunt. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's yeah. what we can dream of. Well, I think it's it goes in like a because I think you sort of go less and less of a cunt. Yeah. And then I'm sort of looking forward to going back up that curve later on as I start to sort of give less of a shit. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of... Yeah, yeah. I think I'll probably I'll probably approach that again, to be honest with you. Well, that's something to look forward to. Um, mm. And I'm sure all the people around you are looking forward to that as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Listen, uh, <laughs> I just want to give people a warning. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, thank you. But I... Um... I, I listen, I mean, you always sound like a bit of a Wally saying the phrase, I've got a real passion for music. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I always, I don't know what it is. I love music. Of course you do, yeah. mate. You know when people say that, you always go, yeah, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Right. Everyone, who doesn't love music, right? I suppose people who like Coldplay. But it's, um, it's, um, no, sorry, Coldplay. I mean, I've actually some bangers in, in Coldplay's history. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I love music. Hip hop is the foundation of that passion. Uh, it's the go-to, and I suppose um, uh, the, the music that I like would have either give birth to hip hop or come from it as well. Um, so you know, I, I love reggae. I love dancehall. Um, I love um, you know soul music, um, and yeah, and, and, and modern iterations of, of hip hop, like in terms of. UK, yeah. Like it took me a while to get into grime. It took me a while. It took me a while. It, like it was, it was an acquired taste for me that I worked hard at, and still now it's a bit glitchy for me. I know that you're a fan of UK hip hop, and you know your stuff when it comes to that. So with grime, I sort of felt like, you know, you're a little bit younger than me, but we're of that sort of generation that was like desperate for UK hip hop to blow up. Do you know what I mean you, you sort of you, yeah. you listen to these guys that you loved and. You know, I had, I don't know if you had this, but I had mates of mine that, that were into hip hop, but weren't into UK hip hop. Do you know what I mean? So they'd yes. be like, why the fuck are you listening to this, man? Do you know what I mean? Why would you want to listen to this? And then you got a situation that was felt, un, you know, you sort of think about the current situation where grime, and I know grime isn't the same as hip hop, but that is, is fucking blown up, right? Like it's, it's huge. Yeah. And yeah. so as a, as a hip hop fan, you sort of go, well, this is kind of, Great, but it's not the same, is it? It's not. It's not the same. We, we, you know, uh, we, we sort of. Th there's overlap, isn't there? But like, you know, what's your take on on grime and like when you say you it's glitchy for you? Is that because of the production? Is it because of the nature of what they're talking about? Or, you know, what's the what's the deal? It's a good question. Um, like I'm, like I admire grime, right? And right. I admire I admire its hardness, and I don't know because I suppose I suppose in terms of the evolution of of grime it, it like you could you could obviously it come out of like wiley and esky beat and stuff right and all of those esky beat got like wiley would go into like garage raids and at the same time as beat like 
being really into hip hop, I, I also grew up in Southeast London um, in the nineties where UK garage was, it was, it was a big thing. Yeah. Um, and like, I loved UK garage and I loved the, I loved the sort of fun of UK garage. Um, and I, and I suppose, I don't know, maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much now. A lot of grime felt a bit humorless for me. Like there wasn't, <laughs> much, there, there wasn't, there wasn't much joy in it. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. there wasn't much, but then saying that, like, I like drill, like I'll, I'll have drill all day long. Right. So I suppose the sort of maybe the sort of time pattern, the BPMs are a bit jarring for me um, in in relation to what I was into growing up. And you know we had a, we had a brief chat about our our love for for UK hip hop growing up. And it is a, it, like whenever you speak to someone who knows about people like Task Force, Mud Family, Jest, you feel like you're in a small club, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, you know, and that that was the same then, as you say, with other people that are into were into hip hop, but even more so now so you're right it was confusing when that blew up because you're like but what about the guys that we love what happened to them um and so perhaps it was a sort of again a slight cunty snobbery basically. yeah but it's, so the, it's difficult but the horses that we backed didn't win <laughs> but like it's, it's weird isn't it because like you sort of think of like I, I think about the people who are like now uk hip-hop artists you know you've got like like all of the high focus label you know dirty dyke and you know, Ocean Wisdom and 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 Loyal Kana obviously has blown up, but you've got you've got people that are doing hip hop. Do you know what I mean like actual? You know, like they're doing they're doing British hip hop. And when you listen to that, I do think you are getting something different from that than you are from what you're getting from grime. I I, I have the same thing as you. I do like some grime, and I do like, uh, and I've got more into it. Do you know what I mean? I, I sort of had to overcome my initial kind of. I guess I had a resistance to it. There's no there's no other word for it. I had a bit of a resistance to it. Yeah. Well. Um... And of course, you know, perhaps the two most famous practitioners of UK hip hop now, like proper crossover stars are Giggs and Stormy. And that's hip hop. That's straight up hip hop. Like that's not, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. grime. And like, I've, I've got a lot of love for that. I don't know. I suppose like with grime, it was a culture that I grew up around, but like, I've never like, it was all about sort of like murking man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, do you know what I mean? And like, so I couldn't really identify with it. Yeah. Because I was always on the other side of the muggins, right? I was always like, get, um, and I suppose, and I suppose the sort of like the the, the hip hop that I, like I never wore a badaclava apart from like skiing, yeah, right? Yeah, sure, so, sure. Um, so, so the hip hop, I think the reason that I first fell in love to, with UK hip hop was because it, like the the people that I really loved, like Task Force for instance, they were obviously incredible, like, like really bright people, right? Like really clever. They were clever. And I went to like a, a state school and I always felt bright, but because I had like dyslexia and stuff, I never felt that there was a provision for me, right? I never felt like that that was ever, you know, I did shit at school and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so then I was listening to a music which was rooted in the culture that I was surrounded by, but all these clever guys that I really sort of admired that's i guess it, that was my sort of instinct my, my attraction to, to a certain kind of hip-hop and it still had the hardness of the culture that i was that I, I grew up in um but it was um had a sort of i don't know for want of a less wanky phrase an intellectualism i suppose yeah well it, it just felt like um i don't know you feel old when you say you feel like an old head when you say this but that sort of skills isn't it it's like that thing of like you know being able to do it and like i remember being so proud of like 
Chester P about the about how fucking good he is. Do you know what I mean? Like a rapper, just like skinny man, just like the fucking bars they used to come. You go, this not only do I think this is good for British hip hop, I would put this against any fucking rapper. Anyone. And and, and, and it and it stands up. Do you know what I mean? It's like these guys yeah, are so I, I good. Think, and and actually like poets, I know that sounds sort of um highfalutin, but like just before speaking to you, like I was listening to um music from the corner task force record yeah and um there's that lyric which is i'm a stranger on the shore waiting for the world's end i cast my uh, fate to the wind in the middle of a hurricane slip swirl slide fly when i die fuck the world god knows i tried <laughs> i mean that's unbelievable i snap a big dog run for your life i'm the dog can't just stack the odds high hackers up on my hard drive slide slide sharpen a knife and fight like mad stand up now It's deep. It's so it's ridiculously good, deep. It's it is so, so good. deep. It is so good. And you've got like fucking Chester P. Hackenbush from Highbury, who's got this unbelievable thing, this mystical poetry that he wants to share with the world over like, you know, slightly dodgy beats made on logic. But actually, <laughs> that, that, that actually that's not true because that was a Beethoven sample because because um like, you know, Farmer G was 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 wicked, but they didn't have like big studios and stuff. They were making yeah. their tunes in their bedrooms, which was you know which I love. But like my first introduction to hip hop was actually my dad. Right. I oh, really yeah. Well yeah, Spoolie T. Um, he um, <laughs> Spoolie T used to used to bang Arrested Development in the car. You know that album Three Years Five Months and Two yes. Days. Like that. Yeah. He just liked it. I don't know why. Right. So I was young and I would listen. I would listen to that. Tennessee. Lord, I've really been real stressed. Down and out, losing grass. Although I am black and brown, problems got me pessimistic. Brothers and sisters keep messing up. Why does it have to be so damn tough? I don't know where I can just to let these ghosts out of my skulls. My grandma passed, my brother's gone. I never at once felt so alone. I know you're supposed to be my steering wheel, not just my spare tire. I remember, like, obviously, like everybody went mad for Tennessee, and then Mr. Wendell, and you know, and all of that. But actually, that was a great. I mean, it was a good album, man. There's no getting around that. It was, it was a great album. Yeah, it was a it was a fantastic album, and that was like I was like, wow, what was this? And then the first hip hop tune that I truly loved that I felt was mine. Yeah, was Gangsta's Paradise, right? <laughs> and I, and and I went nuts for Gangsta's Paradise, and um. The only the only copy I could find on it was um, on a compilation called Pure Swing Four. Right. Um, and so I went to a record shop and I bought Pure Swing Four, and um, Gangsta's Paradise, Coolio um, and LV was 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 the second track. And I purposely went out of my way to learn the lyrics. Yeah. I was so taken by it. And still now that song's sick. Like it comes on. Like I'm always happy to hear that song. Right. Mate, it's a great tune. It's got no place on Pure Swing Four, has it? I mean, uh, uh, it's got absolutely no place on Pure Swing Four. With it's my prerogative by Bobby Brown. I don't, yeah. I don't know what was going on there. I was really taken by it. Yeah. And and so Arrested Development with Coolio was like, okay, I found, I found my thing. And then my like true hip hop taste got defined when I when I joined the National Youth Theatre. Actually, weirdly, and I met other people who were into UK hip hop, and I then felt like 
it was mine. I felt like yeah. this, was, this, this spoke to me. Yeah. What sort of stuff did you go on to from like, like were you were you open minded to all types of pit pop? Were you were you like East Coast? Were you West Coast? Were you like you know what were you? How did your yeah, taste it's, develop? It's, 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 a, it's a good question. So I suppose if my if my founding was in arrested development and things like that, then I always went towards what I guess you could call like backpack hip hop, right? Right, right, right. right. Um, and so I was really into I was really into tribe. And um, I was really into like dilated pupils. Um, and then the, the first band that I ever truly found a deep love for was The Roots. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love The Roots and I went to see Roots at Brixton and it sort of changed my life. And then and then when I did that, then I like started dressing hip hop and I started identifying as like a real hip hop person and like, be, you know, reading about um, uh, like five elements of hip hop. And I think I might have even said to someone at one point, um, Hip hop is my life without any irony, <laughs> um, and uh, no, like truly, like you know, like got into just the whole thing, man. The whole thing. It was it was the first group of people that I ever identified with, and I was like, I found my people. Like, what, I am a hip hopper. What is something about hip? I mean, listen, I know that there are other people that like other genres that will sort of say that's the same for us as well. But there's something about hip hop that makes you say sh- shit like that, isn't it? Hip hop yeah, is my is. life. And I'm yeah. devoted to it. It changes the way you dress. It changes yeah. the way you speak. You even start thinking about throwing up tags. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like okay. there's there's all that, all of that. It's like you do feel like you're part of a fucking movement or something. Do you know what I mean? It's so mad. It's you can't just put a record on and enjoy it. You have to be. I'm part of the culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I represent all five pillars and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah It's yeah, so yeah. mad, right? I definitely threw up a few reaches in my time. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, uh, it's, it's earnest, right? It, it had an, it had a, it had an, it had an earnestness to it. But I suppose that's like, because when you get into it, you're probably quite young, and it just feels it's tribal. You feel like you finally belong to something, and you can talk about something with authority. And um, yeah. it was a sort of community, but it, it was it was serious. Um, and so and so yeah. So then, like as I've said, I was like into tribe and things like that, and the roots, and then then got bang into UK hip hop. And then because of the sort of, I don't know, for want of a better phrase, the intellectual element to UK hip hop at that time, that led me towards like, you know, like raucous records and stuff right. in, in America, uh, East Coast sort of um, LP and Talib, Kwali and Most Def, you know, you know the drill. Um, that, that, that sort of thing was, uh, was my taste. And what that did was, is it made you, re- it made me quite snobby about people like Jay-Z. Right, right, right. right. But I mean, you're, you're describing my experience exactly, <laughs> brother. I mean, you are you are yeah. absolutely describing my experience because it's it's sort of that thing of going, you know, you listen to people like Talley, I, I, you know, the roots as well, like all of that. You know, you're talking about kind of all that whole OK Player kind of okay family. Player. That yeah, the roots, you know, Common, Talib, Most Def, like the Black Star and all that. And you're listening to those guys, and you're thinking, this is grown up music. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the, the stuff, the stuff they're talking about, the samples. I mean, obviously with the roots, the full band, like, but everything about it. You go. This is where, this is how I, I feel comfortable about listening to this as an adult. It's quality. They're all about skills. You know, there's so much to, and and also you can play this to someone else. You could, you could take. I mean, I I talk about this all the time on the podcast. I took my wife to see the roots, 
and and she's not a hip hop fan. I was proud of them. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this yeah. is this is such a good. These guys are such a good representation of what I love, right? Yeah. And so then, when this sounds so bad, but I, I sort of almost feel embarrassed to say it. But when Jay Z came out, or like all all of that kind of thing, you sort of go. Oh, this is hip hop for people that don't like hip hop as much as I do. Right. Do, do you know what right. I mean? That was kind of your snobby attitude, and and in time, I realised that that was a, that was probably the wrong attitude. Well, not Me probably. Too. You know, I've I've come round to thinking that was a bit of a dickheaded way of looking at it. But Me too. you can't help that was your initial like reaction, right? You got that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Um, I guess it was a slight sort of superiority be, being into that kind of music because, as you say, you saw it as being serious and grown up and. Um, yeah. And uh, but now, like you know, I'll play I'll play Jay Z all day long, and I can see the absolute genius, and and uh, the, you know the, the fact that he's a, an unbelievable hit maker and the real deal. Yeah. Um, but even you know, I think a lot about like who my favorite rappers of all time. Like it's a thing that I spend too much time thinking about. And um, like someone because because I was like so into the the tranche of hip hop that we were just talking about. Like I sort of slightly slept on like. Even Biggie and Tupac, really, like, and now you know, I'm of, I'm of the obvious opinion that you know that Biggie's maybe best rapper of all time in terms of flow. Yeah. But for whatever, but for whatever reason, like, I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't my area of interest at the time. Um, it's funny, but then, but then, like, I went really down down that r- rabbit hole, and then I then I got really into like a mortal technique. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bling bling era was cute, but it's about to be done. I leave you full of clips like the moon blocking the sun. My metaphors are dirty like herpes, but harder to catch. Like an escape tunnel in prison. I started from scratch, and now these parasites want a percent of my ass cap. Try to control perspective like an acid flashback. But here's a quotable for every single record exec. Get your fucking hands out my pocket, nigga, like Malcolm X. But this ain't a movie, I'm not a fan I think of immortal technique and dilated people, as you said as well. I reckon that's the first time they've been mentioned on this podcast but how come how come you ended up getting into immortal technique well, because, because it's righteous because it's because it's like it was just a logical progression for me and i still think that maybe immortal techniques one of the best rappers of all time um in terms of lyrics yeah. he's pretty pretty unmatchable but then i got into like weirder stuff there so people like sage francis yeah uh, Alex sage francis. yeah 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 and like so i'm going deep here and then like yeah. slug um, uh, and then another, yeah, I know, mate. And then and then another band called Deep Puddle, Puddle Dynamics, which is almost unlistenable, right? It's so weird. I don't uh, even know that. What is what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Deep Puddle Dynamics. They're, 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 they were sort of with that people like Sage Francis and Slug. They were sort of a trance like in that sort of group of. of, right. of um, it's sort of like really arty. Right, right, right. From here on out, I'm grabbing these rappers by their fates And throwing their destinies out into that lake And as the earth shakes, and as the snakes eat I found my birthplace on top of that break beat The beat breaks while I drink a red stripe to get my head right Maybe put some life into this dead mic You fuckers got nerve, you're lost between mold and the mildew If you spit that verse with bullets and tits, I wouldn't feel you This plant can't grow without the nurturing and nutrients So on I carry between the Aryans and Nubians Holding a handful of that Minnesota pork and but yeah, that was my sort of through line of how my of how my passion for hip hop evolved. But it's funny that people don't talk about more than any, and I'm surprised that he's not spoken about more on this podcast. 
Well, it's more technique. It's a weird one. Because like you get these, you get, there are a, a class of rappers or a, a, a group of rappers who their skills are undeniable. What they're talking about is well-informed and interesting. But for some reason, and maybe it's, it's either production or marketing or whatever you want to call it, people just don't want to talk about them or don't get into them or whatever, you know. And, and uh, you constantly hear this argument about, yeah, they I mean, even, mate, even Talib Kweli, mm. as well-respected as Talib Kweli is, right, mm. there are still people that go, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, it's good, but I wouldn't want to put it on in my car. Or, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like that thing of, like, is this... Even though I know that technically this is proficient, mm. do I want to listen to? Do you know what I mean? I think I think there are there are rappers and there are groups that that, that people feel like that about. That's interesting. I I, um, I think I might have mentioned to you this before, but my friend is Richard Russell. You know, who founded Excel, um, and he he's sort of amused by my like love for UK hip hop. Right? He's like. <laughs> He sort of looks at me like, oh, you're sweet, right? Like he's, <laughs> and I said to him, why did I, why did those guys not go stellar? Why did they not cross yeah. over? They, they, well, you know, they are the sort of like, you know, like the footballers that just missed out on the big money. In the, yeah, in the yeah, right. Um, and he said he asked the same question to Westwood, and he said the simple fact is is that those guys just never got they they were never banged in barbershops. That they they were never played like in that sort of environment. It was um, it was all too. Too backpacking, I suppose. Yeah, you're never going to get. You're never going to get those street people singing "Stranger in the Shore" waiting for the world's end <laughs> in a barbershop. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I remember having arguments with people about it. Just like you know, just going, "This is really good." And then you put it on, and then I, I remember putting it on, and people just going, "I don't want to fucking hear this, man." Like, can you change this? But um, like I still think that Chester P is one of the greatest rappers of all time, straight up all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know him? I don't know him. No, we, we want to get him on the podcast, but no, I don't know him personally. Do you know him? I don't, because I was so sort of enthralled to those guys. Like, I was so sort of, they were like real stars to me. And I would like go to shows and they would, you know, they were always quite brusque. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They were, they were <laughs> It's so embarrassing. so embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, mate, I, I know exactly what you mean. You sort of, you get, you, it's a combination of somebody not really wanting to chat to you and you being absolutely fucking buzzing your tits off to meet this person. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and there's something about being that age and listen to their lyrics and like, you know, you memorize their words. And so for you, it's this incredible thing. And then you go up and the truth is, you can come off a bit thirsty, which is what I've done <laughs> whenever I've yeah, met a rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. You can come off a bit thirsty. So did you did you go to gigs and meet them then? And, and have a bad... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I a bad experience. Lots, no, I used to go to lots of shows and go and meet people like that. Like Skinny Man was friendly. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that Skinny Man won't remember meeting me, but... Um, skin- <laughs> But Skinny Man, Skinny Man was friendly. He, he seemed like a nice guy. I, I tried. I tried to say hello to um, uh, Chester once. Uh, not interested in a chat. Didn't want a chat. <laughs> Didn't want a little chat with me. Um, it's so. It's so bad, isn't it? Hey, Chester, man. Like, and then, and then yeah, you yeah, instinct yeah. Should I? Should I quote one of his bars to him? No, no, no. Yeah, I yeah. look like a dick. Then, then, and then you just sort of walk away. Oh, it's cool. That. That's no, cool, yeah, man. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. But I um I knew uh, a guy called Supernova who was a rapper who was in um, 
who was in my family and uh he was a nice enough fella supernova yeah. um but uh but yeah and then and then like you know i met this guy called ben mckay who became one of my best friends who was a who was a rapper from from wales of all places and then uh like i I started acting and earning earning money early on, and I was the first person in my group of friends to earn any money. And so I uh, did what everyone does in that situation and started our own record label. <laughs> um, so cool. What, what happened with that then? <laughs> uh, we started a, a record label called Homespun Records. Right. Um, and uh, it was just basically I paid for my mates to get studio time and then printed up a sort of... Um, uh, ambitious like 10,000 CDs and then like took them around places and did sound and return and stuff and then um, because I paid for it I got to feature on a few records so you hold on I did some I did some rapping yeah because I fucking paid for it so I'm jumping on the I'm, I'm... so what was your <laughs> this is, so what was your what was your mate I mean I'm, I'm telling apart from the start in the record label bit your and my journeys through this fucking thing are so similar, man. Because I did, the, I did exactly the same thing. So, what was your, what was your MC name? Um, I had two, uh, Danger Mouth, nice, and um, Amen Holmes. <laughs> Amen Holmes. I'm, that's good, isn't it? That is, that is really good. That is yeah, really yeah. good. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, how much rapping is there of yours on these? Two, two, there's two verses, two verses. Two verses. And are they still yeah. out there somewhere? Yeah, they're out there somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, I've and... probably got my, my computer someplace. I'm, I'm definitely not going to send them to you. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like we used to just write raps all the time, man. Just love right. writing raps. Just love, you just love it. And also, I used to smoke weed every day. And I smoked weed every day from when I was, you know, um, probably 18 to 25. Um, yeah. And that that was very much part of, you know, bonding with a group of people that I felt like were my people all into smoking weed and writing raps. And um, which is why people like Jess were so appealing, because that seems to be what most of their dreams were about. How good did you think you were at the time? Like, did you think you were going to... I mean, obviously, you don't do it if you think you're shit, but did you feel like you could have got somewhere with it? <laughs> I, I suppose, like... It would have been like it, the the band that I um that I put out were called Arcane, um yeah. and 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 I and I um you must know Arcane. Don't pretend you don't know them. And um, <laughs> I fe- I featured on two of their records, and I guess you know um my dream would be that they would like play the Grammys, and then they would be like, and we've got a special treat for you. We're going to bring out the Duty's famous verse, Race Ball. But I'd still like do the day job of acting, but I would occasionally just like jump on when needed yeah but yeah man no i never had any aspirations did i have aspirations to be a rapper no but i still think that like i would have liked to have worked in music would have liked to have worked in hip-hop yeah i feel um, like that too because because also i think that you know i think back to the time when you did it mm. you know and the time when i was like doing my shit rap thing was like mm. um not saying yours is shit i'm sure it was absolutely stellar but no I shit like my, my, my mm. mind specifically Nobody was making money from UK hip hop, so the, 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 no. the, so it's not like you're thinking I'm going to be famous off of this. I reckon yeah. it was just like I want to go to like jazz cafe and have some like UK right. hip hop heads go. That have you heard that guy's fucking? Do you know what I mean? Like it was that kind of. That's what you were aiming for. Was just sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even I did. I didn't even think I was aiming for that. But you're just sort of thinking I just want this to be good. Do you know what I mean? But my I don't know what your rhymes were like. But when I did it, mine were like super backpacky, just sort of like all about how good I was at rapping 
some multi-syllabic bullshit. There's absolutely no yeah, musicality yeah, yeah. to what I was doing at all. I'm just thinking, my, one of my lyrics was, my conscience is nonsense, anxiety ridden, downtrodden, forgotten memories are modern, like nearly easily rotten. I spit colloquialisms on different rhythms. I'm torn to ribbons, memories hidden in secret prisons. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is exactly... Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah, 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 the yeah. type of bar that, that people <laughs> that people that listen to music that you and me do would come up with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah. and just like, just somebody being blazed, just going like, that's fucking, do you know what I mean? Like he's talking about, it works on different levels than that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause... Many, diff- many different levels. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I, wow. Tell you what, I've got a feeling for that again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write some bars when I get off the yeah, thing, yeah. when I get off this to you. Uh, yeah, man. But it, so, so it's perhaps a, you know, the the, the world is it's a thing that the world's missed out on is my, is Amen Holmes going Stella. Amen Holmes is genuinely maybe one of the best black names I've ever heard. <laughs> Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you still write verse? Do you, do you still write? When was the last time you wrote lyrics? Come on. It's not, it's got to be like... Fucking hell, 20, 15, 20, like not for years and years and years. Like, I, I remember though, I used to write all the time. Like, you know, not even, I didn't even have a, like a recording session in place. I just used to have a notepad with me all the time and write, I reckon I was better disciplined about writing rap, like writing rhymes and stuff when I didn't have a career in it than I am now about getting stand-up comedy ideas. Really? Yeah, I just remember just every time I'd sit down, instead of reading a book or something, I would just, in the same way I guess that somebody doodles. Do you know what I mean? Really? I would just write, and there would be no goal for it. There'd, have, mm. there'd be no, I, I'm not going to do anything with them. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, it was just like a hobby, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Were your raps funny? No. Uh, they weren't? There was like, I remember I did what, I've said this loads of times, this rap, but it's like, <laughs> I, had a, <laughs> I had a rap that goes, uh, I come rotten like shagging dot cotton up the bottom. My style is super memorable. Your style is soon forgotten. It's not on. I rock on. Any mic I drop on, scary like a prisoner about to strap a cock on or something like that. It's like fucking stupid. That's hard. That is hard. Um, 
Do you know? Do you know? Do you, do you, do you know when you? Do you know the the thing that people don't? I mean, I guess rap, all rappers go through this, but I remember turning up to record lyrics like that. Right? You know, if you're in a studio, I guess I don't know how close you were with the guys you were doing it with, but that first time you dropped the verse. Mm. And you're waiting to see what the people's reaction is in the room. It's just mm. so arse-clenchingly and nerve-wracking, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, I can feel it now. I can feel it now. <laughs> like that, that feeling of like, it's so true doing that. It was, um, and then play, did you play out? Did you like do shows? No, never, never. The only time I ever did it was like when I was at uni, a mate of mine uh, was a DJ and we used to like MC, you know, just as like a little... A, a little thing at clubs and stuff. It, we didn't do proper rapping. What about you? Did you gig? Yeah, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! What was that like? <laughs> um, I, lo- I loved it. Um, I loved it. Yeah, and I because I only had two verses. Um, right. Yeah, it was it was fun, and, and I, I was usually paying for the event as well. So <laughs> I was usually paying for the event. So it was um, it was. <laughs> A captive, a captive audience. Um, right. But I loved it, um, and uh, I miss it. Like I miss it. I'm, I sort of, it was a um, yeah, a part of like, I don't know, a very important part of my life. Very important yeah. part of my life. That that sort of association with that culture, re- re- really important and definitive. Is there any part of you that thinks, you know, obviously you've gone on to do incredible things with your acting career? Is there any part of you that thinks? I, I could be in a position now where I where I started to, I don't know, like if you decided that you were going to put some money into a label or you were going to do something like that, is there, is there any part of you that's tempted to get back into it? Because you're obviously still passionate about it. N- no, no, there, there isn't really. But like, I wish that I'd, I wish I could like, I wish I could make beats. That's what I'd love to do. That That's really what I'd love to do. I'd love mm. to make beats and I'd love to, I'd love to make, um, I'd love to make music because, um, you know, because I've got such a, because I love music. Got such a deep yeah. passion for music. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'd, yeah I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to make music. Yeah, I'd love to do that. But I don't know where. I don't know where we start. And it's too late now, isn't it? I don't think. Well, too, I don't know. Too, too late to get good at something. Well, that's. The, do you know what, mate? Is it? Because I, 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 I've. Because this laptop that I'm talking to you now on, when I bought yeah. it, I got some fucking. I can't even remember what it's called. That's how. That's how much I haven't used it. I downloaded yeah. some like production software to like learn how to do it. But the truth is. What the fuck? What do I say to my wife and children? Mm. Do you know what I mean, I'm just going to go off into the garage to mm. try and learn to become primo. Mm. What the fuck mm. are you talking about? Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like this yeah. is done. What, what, what's yeah, the end goal here? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I can't pick the kids up because I'm making beats. I mean, is there anything more tragic? Do you yeah. know what? If you're yeah, no. pissed to see, they're just, I'm just popping off to like see if I can lay down some beats or whatever. And they go, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, Dad? Because. <laughs> Because I've got a lot yeah. of these dr- the unrequited dreams that I want to try and yeah, solve, yeah. and actually, mm. your mum and you aren't enough. It turns out I have to, for some reason, mm. learn mm. how to produce. It's pathetic. Yeah. Truth is, son, you 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 were never enough. Um, <laughs> I suppose then we just have to make um, peace with the fact that we are just enjoyers of it, and uh, you know, em- embrace that. So you haven't openly talked about being into hip hop, no, not really. Before, no, right? never, never, never. Because I, I don't know if you've ever even said it. When Because whenever I go on chat shows, I've, it's stopped happening now. But the first yeah. few times I ever went on chat shows, when they found out I had a background in being into hip hop and doing a bit of rapping, mm. you always, you all always get asked 
to spit a few bars. Has that ever happened? Has <laughs> no, that ever happened? No, to you? no, 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 it hasn't. But now I've got the fear that that's going to happen in the future. After people, <laughs> you just got to say, you just got to say yeah, no. Yeah. They're just, I've just, I just know in your future. You know, when people hear this podcast, the next yeah. time we do a chat show, they go now. um... Rafe, just a quick one. We heard that you did a little spot of rapping. We wanted to yeah, you yeah, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. just do a bit of rapping about the movie and yeah, sort yeah. of how excited yeah. you are for it to come out and all that. Could you? Could you? Could you freestyle? No. I, did I, you freestyle? No. I I, I I entered a freestyle like a rap battle contest thing. Did you? Yeah, I did that. It was like pre-jump off. It was uh, it was battle scars. I entered battle scars years ago. But the truth is, I couldn't freestyle, so I, I don't know what That's I was doing. That's made me doing. feel sick. Like, I just got a sort of... <laughs> and, her, and, and so did you slay Shotty Horror in this? Uh, did you, um, what, like, what, like, what was the deal? Like, so there was, you... like, there was like four, there were four rounds. And, um, you get through the rounds? Yeah, I got to the final, actually. But, 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 oh, but wow. hold, no, 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 but hold on, hold on. I, I've, I've got to absolutely qualify this. So what happened was, is the way they did this competition is almost everybody was shit. And uh, like everybody, everybody pretty much, apart from like maybe three people, were complete shit in this, in this competition. Right? So, mm. and I got through to the final and then in the final, I was completely and utterly uh, embarrassed. Like it was, it was me and two other guys. It's an American guy, I can't remember his name. And it, uh, I can't remember either of the other two guys' names, but they destroyed, like destroyed me. Like, like... You know when you you know when England get knocked out of the World Cup and then you see who they yeah. would have been playing in the subsequent round. You go, oh, thank God yeah. we actually got knocked out because <laughs> we would have got turned over by these. Well, I am. Yeah. What happens if England get through and end up playing that really good? That's what happened to me. I got I got destroyed so much that my mates asked if they could sort of leave separately, not in a horrible <laughs> way, not even in a horrible way. They just sort of said. Like, is that all right, man? I was like, yeah, yeah. You can't remember the name of the of the other rapper, <laughs> the UK rapper that was there. No, I can't. But I know he's not doing it anymore. I know he's not doing it anymore. But um, but it's just but the thing yeah. with these guys now is like, because I know you had Jest on the on the thing, right, and yeah. um, on the podcast, and um, like, I just, I, I hope that they're making livings. I hope that they're, you know, but obviously the, not for the last fourteen months or whatever, because it's been impossible to play live. But um, I wonder, I wonder what it's like for those guys. I wonder what it's like for him. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is like to be a skinny man or a Chesapeake or a mm. or a Jest and sort of see, you know, Jest is still making music. And, and you know, I know Farmer's about to bring out a mixtape. Mm. So you sort of go, these guys are still doing it. But, like, I, I guess they are properly doing it just for the love of the art, do you know what I mean, rather than anything else. These guys are proper, proper, proper hip-hop heads, do you know what I mean? They're just doing it because they want to do it, do you know what I mean? It's... Mm. Yeah, you sort, of think, you sort of think someone like Jest, we were talking about this when we did the show a couple of weeks ago, had such an impact on all of our lives. And yeah. he's such a legend to us. I mean, you sort of go, it, to my mind, you should be a multimillionaire or something. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? You should be massive. Everybody should revere you. You shouldn't be able to go to a, a, a restaurant without being bothered by somebody who says, aren't you Jess like the fucking the, the, the hip hop legend? Do you know what I mean? And so, I know. so for that not to be the case... You know, it just feels like, I mean, injustice is I mean, too strong a word, but you know what I mean? No, but I think it is an injustice, really. Like, he, because his flow was just so unbelievable. And then lyrically, like, it, you know, that, like, that Adventures in New Bohemia is, is truly brilliant. 
we sip beers and split split hairs over current affairs. It's like <laughs> and it's sepia sepia toned memorabilia. Yeah. Um, dust so thick it dates back to the Tudors. Like it's so fucking cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Who's a lovable role? Known to compose colourful prose. I'm on the road till my footprints cover the globe. I speak low with a lump in my throat and a lung full of smoke. Running dope in my humble abode is bohemia. Sepia tone memorabilia. Soak up the media. Daytime TV's getting kind of tedious. Trapped with the social deviants in the confines of my immediate future. It's fruitless. I'm through ducking tutors. Dust so thick it dates back to the Tudors. Living in student things. It's so, so good, so good, and I, and and actually, when we um when I first met you, the uh, thing we first bonded over is that you were wearing a Cass is Dead T-shirt. Yes, and you're mates with him, right? Is that right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, in a sense, like I heard, I heard um, Pat earrings. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, this is like someone has made a tune to fit right in the like acme of my musical taste i'm like yeah. someone's it's like this has been made for me like this is yeah. like surely someone's like downloaded whatever my musical taste is and made a tune and i was so taken by it and i've never done this before in my life but like yeah. i because uh, i'm not on any socials um and i but i went on his instagram and he's he's fucking like email was just there on his instagram yeah. Or yeah. And, yeah. and after hearing pat earrings i then went and like listened to it like all these um mixtapes and shit and all these other tunes and i was like this guy is serious right serious serious talent and i got in contact with him and he emailed me straight back and he was very sweet about some films he's seen of mine and um then we would text and he would send me like voice notes and um and then we've had this like text message relationship which has existed for like a few years now and i've never mm. met him never seen him um he, he's still so mysterious but he's um he's really funny He's a really funny person, witty and brilliant, and he's got a really unique perspective. Yeah. yeah. I took a little break from traffic and free. Freely a CSL on a late plate. Him bait got Bowie banging in the tape. Big brick Nokia, a man playing snake. I see that yellow bone, she got mad yellow cake. Says she's available today for a date. Miss Cool Tennis, now I'm getting jealous, maybe I was overzealous. See, I tend to oversell it. But when I first saw it, it was in credits. He came and did uh, a Hip Hop Save My Live event for us. Mm. And he came and did a performance. And um, the, the mask thing. Yeah. I, it, like when I first met him, to talk to a guy, because it's not even like, it's not like a regular mask. It's like a... Like a sort of Freddy like Krueger-like mask. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. a proper... Rubber mask, yeah. Proper thing, right? And mm. so like getting, getting used to talking to him in that, was was weird for me but also he is like just a funny funny i think he's a really smart bloke do you know what I mean and like really everything smart, about yeah. all his visuals everything about him how enigmatic he is all of that is obviously deliberate nothing happens by accident with him do you know what I mean and he did yeah, that yeah. did that live performance and everything about the visuals for that he's obviously poured over that and thought about every last detail of it and so you know, they, they, like I think you and I were saying when we met up, there are very few people you get excited about seeing what they're going to do next, like with Cassie's Dead Man. I mean, it's like... Yeah, no, and, and I know he's over at XL now and um, he's been making an album for a long time and he's got some amazing people on there. But, like, you know, one of the one of the things that, like, I mentioned this, um, to you, this to you before, is one of the things that we, we talk about a lot is Kate Bush, like, because he's, re he's really into Kate Bush, yeah? And I love Kate Bush. Um, yeah. And I could hear that there was a sort of, like, because he's got that sort of nostalgic 
synthy sound to his music, right? Mm. Um, and like we we text a lot about Kate Bush. <laughs> and in order, I mean, that's not, I didn't expect. I didn't expect to hear that. No, you did not. Rave Spall and Cass is dead. Text a lot about Kate Bush. He actually said to me, um, like in all seriousness, do you know anyone who knows her? Because I'd love to send her some flowers. <laughs> that's true like he was like I, I love her so much I just want to send her some flowers just to let her know yeah. how fucking sick she is and like his Kate Bush knowledge is deep like I, I love I, I, I love Kate Bush um, and uh, yeah he goes he goes deep in that but you know he needs to get his new album out because I think he's been making it for a while but mm. yeah he's so he is he is so good he is yeah. so good I think he's the best yeah. I think he's the best UK rapper at the moment yeah I mean he's one of those where like I think I said this to you the, the other day is that there are certain people like for me it's people like Doom and Sean Price mm. uh, Black Thought actually from the roots I put in this bracket yeah me too people that you just would listen to forever on any beat on any do you know what I mean like you just go there's something about your style and the, the way your voice is and everything I just want to hear records by you forever do you know what I mean and he, yeah, he's yeah. very much in that bracket it's like you know his voice mm. Everything about it is great. It's great. Um, it's funny that you yeah. mentioned Black Thought. It's because I think Black Thought is 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 maybe the top three best rappers of all time. Mate, insane. Uh, have you insane, seen that? Yeah. That, that, uh, that Hot 97 uh, thing. Oh, mate. That 11-minute yeah, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, my yeah, it's, it's, God. It's obscene. Yeah, it's obscene. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. There's somebody dead in the car, and it's probably one of yours. The writing all across the window in the walls. Whether it was true or false, we shouldn't have got involved. Remember, we walked past the teacher, take the chalk and laugh. We wrote punishments. I will not talk in class. Now it's pistols punishing people for talking fast. And all these innocent bystanders is hauling ass. I hate to say I told y'all, but I told y'all things fall apart when the center too weak to hold y'all. I'm just collecting what you owe to my old jaw. You about to get swooped down on and stole on. Fools swear they wise. Wise men know they foolish. But we was headed for the web even before computers. I never it's like, it's like I, sh- I played it to a, I played it to a mate of mine, and she said she almost got emotional at how talented he is. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like, and and, and yeah. I wonder, I wonder, with people like Blackfoot who are at the absolute pinnacle, yeah, probably of where rapping will ever be. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't imagine, you know, I, I wonder what it's like for somebody like Blackfoot to see people who I don't know how he, I don't know how he. Because obviously now that skills-based thing is not as important now in hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? And you get people coming through that don't give, you know, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but they don't give a shit about being able to freestyle or whatever. I wonder how people like Black Thought feel about those kind of artists because they've obviously worked on, a, they, he's honed his craft. He's like learnt how to rap like people learn how to master a musical instrument. Do you know what I mean? Like he, That's exactly right. What he does is, yeah. is, yeah. is amazing. And so I wonder... I wonder how he feels about that. It'd be interesting to get his Well, it's, yeah, but it's just like the evolution of like, you know, the, the influence that Southern hip hop's had is that it's that the, 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 like rappers have become a lot more sparse, right? So yeah. it's like like people like Black Thought very much in the, 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 the they influence people like Jest and shit, right? And who, yeah. who are like as many words as possible in their bars, right? Whereas hip hop now is a lot sparer. 
it's like especially american hip-hop yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah you know and that southern the southern influence of hip-hop in america is so huge it's permeated throughout the entire continent really yeah is that it's um there's just less words there's less words yeah, and there, yeah. there is merit there is merit to it yeah. and and like you know it's like it's like sort of in art it's like um impressionist art is like there's less of it and that's fine but he is he is a sort of rembrandt master and i yeah. guess it's in the same he looks at other people in the way that that those guys looked at the new artists coming through and go well they're 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 taking it they're running with it and there's bits that i admire and bits that i think are um less good you know yeah 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 so what are you listening to now are you still listening to a lot of hip-hop what's uh yeah, yeah that's to... old stuff yeah, I mean, I like I like I listen to um I like reggae. I like listening to a lot of dancehall at the moment and um sort of roots reggae. There's this guy called Protege. Do you know Protege? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I've, I've literally guy, I've literally just got into there's it. There's this there's this tune that he does with coffee um, right. called Switch It Switch It Up. Yeah, mate, that you know it's an it's an anthem. It's fucking amazing. Woman them royal, soldier them loyal, casual or formal, them selling on normal. So I love that. I think he's really cool. I think coffee's sick. Mm. Um, I like Berwin. I think Berwin's really cool. Yeah. You know that tune trap phone. I think that's really nice. Um, those are like people, like modern people that I'm that I'm listening to, and also I, I like house music as well. Um, right. And I like uh, like Channel Trez and people like that. I think is is nice. Um, I think I, I, I like I like female rappers as well. Like I like Icy Girl. Uh, I think Steph London's really good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite lyric on that um, tune that he does is it um, Wild Thing or whatever, where she says like. Um, she says, big brown batty for your dinner. And like, that's funny because it's like, I like the idea of someone going, what's for dinner, love? I'll tell you what's for dinner. <laughs> big brown oh, batty. Oh, man. Are, uh, we having, yeah. are we having big brown batty again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I'll tell you what, you'll fucking enjoy it. Otherwise, you think about dinner. Yeah, you want to go find <laughs> your own batty for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Because if it's my night, it's Big Brown Batty, all right? And you'll fucking enjoy it. <laughs> um, but that, that, um, that protege and coffee and all that, because like, I got, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard this tune, Skanking Sweet. It's been out for a few years for, by Chronics. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I love Chronics. I loved it. Because all of my modern experiences with reggae have been like dancehall. Do you know what I mean? And I do love dancehall and it's great. But actually, like modern reggae, I hadn't realised. Yeah, like modern it. roots reggae, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't yeah. realised it was like there's so much deep, like great stuff being made, man. It's like, it's really good. Like, because really I'm staying in London for a couple of nights, I'm away from home. So I go down sort of YouTube rabbit holes and um, was doing a lot of Chronics and Protege last night and a lot of David Rodigan. Oh man! Like David Rodigan is such a thing. Like he just blows my mind. Like I'm happy I've watching Rodigan, Rodigan at sound clashes in Jamaica, like slaying sound systems in Jamaica. This middle-aged white guy, um, <laughs> a middle-class white guy, like killing yeah. sound systems. It is mate, really, 
it's something is, to behold. It is mad. I watched a clip literally like maybe like a week ago. Somebody sent me this thing where I can't remember where the sound clash was. Is it? I mean, it was in Jamaica. I can't remember when it when it was. It's like him going. Some people say that Rodigan's got to trouble with security, but we don't have to trouble with security. Let me tell you why. And then he <laughs> he just walks up to the decks and he just drops this rhythm. Yeah. And the fucking the camera cuts that they go fucking yeah, yeah. bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, fucking yeah. mad. Yeah, I know. And then you've got this he, guy yeah. that looks like he's a he, like he's a dad who's taking his family to a farm park for the day. Yeah. Just I fucking know. absolutely I, I, rinsing I out this dance. It's I know, I know. It's it's incredible and the respect that he gets and, and how much and he just, just doesn't give any fucks and just like dances how he wants, full fully puts on a Jamaican accent. Don't care. <laughs> And it, and it goes down well. Yeah, I had a Jamaican mate just said to me, like with Rodigan, like, if it was anybody else, you'd be like, what the fuck, man? But it's Rodigan, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Rodigan. <laughs> I know, he is he is, he's legit. Um, and, and in terms of like modern day artists, like I've got a lot of love for Drake. Yeah. i got a lot of love for Drake. I think, yeah. you know, just, you know, talking about, um, yeah, your girlfriend leaving you and stuff, that's all very appealing. Uh, and I think he's, I think he's really great. Yeah. I think he's really cool. Well, look, Rafe, man, uh, we're we're, uh, we're out of time, but it's been um, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I, I've got to be honest with you, I, I am going to keep texting you until you text me, until you send me those verses. I've got to be honest. With you. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, okay, I, I can't. Right. I can't. I don't think I can live without hearing them. But, um, well, you've got you got you got a taste of it, and it was very familiar <laughs> to you, wasn't it? It was very familiar to you. Um, so, what you uh, what have you got? What are you up to next, man? What are you? What, uh, are you yeah, so up? I've got the second season, the, the second season of a show that I do for Apple TV called Trying, yeah. which comes out on the twenty first of May. It's fucking uh, great, man! It's, oh, it's thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's great. a good show. Yeah, we yeah. like it. And um, and then I'm gonna do a western in. Um, Spain for Amazon yeah. and then I'm going to do a film in Australia um, with Natalie Portman which is fancy and then I'm going to do the third series of Trying and then I'm going to play Atticus Finch and Kill a Mockingbird in the West End next year holy shit okay so that mm. is uh, that's a yeah, nice little a uh, nice little varied uh, year ahead you got man and you can bet your life that I am the only person in the history of the world to play Atticus Finch who knows who Jest is. That Venn diagram has no overlap whatsoever. No, no, it, no, it does not. That is a first, <laughs> and I fucking know it. Uh, look, Rafe, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. What a great episode. Uh, Cheers, bro. No, it's fantastic. Thank you. I enjoyed it. 